0: This episode of Pod Cemetery is brought to you by The Roller Dome, the premier medieval roller skating venue, home of the King of the rink, Roller Dome. We know the name has nothing to do with the theme. Stop asking us about it. Under the we're the garbage, and the and are Come at the ground like making a slam The smell of death is on the rim. And you not when the cold wind blows No one cares, nobody knows Hello, my name is Chris.
1: My name is Kelsey.
0: And this is Pod Cemetery, where we dissect horror movies like the rotting corpses that they are. And it's Kelsey's birthday on Pod Cemetery. We're celebrating with more birthday movies. Two weeks in a row of birthday themed horror movies. This week it's 1972's Frogs and 2009's My Super Psycho Sweet 16. But before we get to the movies, Kelsey, how do we start the show?
1: Horror trivia.
0: Give me what you got.
1: What actress plays Claire Spencer in the movie What Lies Beneath?
0: See, now, I know the answer, but you're asking me to name people, and you know I'm terrible at that. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes. Okay. Well, here's an easy one, Kelsey. I mean, at least you have a 50-50 shot. True or false? Vincent Price was born in England. True. False! Okay. He was born in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. I don't know. I, he seems like the type that maybe.
1: <laughs> I just was like, I don't know. Like, uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know where he was born. I mean, like, I don't think his voice, I don't think he sounds British. He
0: he almost sounds like you would think he would have a transatlantic accent, but it, he doesn't. But he has a sort of accent that you think would be put on from around that same era where a bunch of people had those sort of transatlantic accents, like Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> yes. All right, Kelsey. Well, let's get right into our first movie, 1972's Frogs, story by Robert Hutchison, screenplay by Robert Hutchison and Robert Blee's, directed by George McCowan, starring Ray Milland, Milland? Milland? uh Joan Van Ark and Sam Elliott, an unmustachioed Sam Elliott. Yes. What is Frogs about?
1: A rich family has gathered on a small island for a series of birthdays that happened in the month of July. It just so happens to be at the same time as an ecological disaster.
0: The movie is free with a subscription on Prime or $4 to rent and $15 to buy on Prime and iTunes. Should people watch Frogs?
1: I'm going to say you guys can skip this one. You
0: could probably skip it.
1: There's some fun stuff, but it's not. It's not something that I'm like, I'm going to tell everybody to see this.
0: One of my notes is this movie is 50% nature exhibition with no narrative and 50% awful rich people. Yes. Like it's just they show a lot of video of just animals being animals. Yep. With nobody else in the frame.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: It's like half the movie right there. (laughs) It's famous for being like terrible good movie. You know, one of those movies that are like, oh, my God, it's frogs. (laughs) But I think by today's standards, it just does not hold up in that way. It's not nearly entertaining enough, but it is kind of bad. Like, oh, no, the animals are attacking me. And you just got to kind of take their word for it. (laughs)
1: Right, yeah. I mean, that stuff is funny, like I said, like and the scenes are kind of funny to watch, but it's not
0: enough. Spoiler alert, the frogs do fuck all in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, it's everything else that kills people. Spiders, snakes, lizards of various types. Yes. The frogs don't do jack.
1: Except ribbit.
0: Yeah, oh, they ribbit a lot. Mm -hmm. So get used to that noise. Mm -hmm. It's in the whole movie. (laughs) Yes. Even the characters remark upon it. Mm -hmm. Well, you can take our advice or leave it, but when we get back, we will talk about 1972's Frogs. Frogs lay hundreds of millions of eggs each year. What if they all hatched? I don't believe it. American International Pictures presents Frogs, the story of the day nature strikes back. One by one, they faced extinction from a slithering tidal wave of terror.
1: I still believe man is master of the world. Does that mean he can't live in harmony with the rest of it? Frogs, starring Ray Milland, Sam Elliott, Joan Van Ark, Adam Rourke, and Judy Pace.
0: Frogs, an American international picture rated PG. Today the pond, tomorrow the world. All right, Kelsey, get us started. How does Frogs begin?
1: We see Sam Elliott. We do. A wildlife photographer.
0: He's in a canoe.
1: Yes, he's in a canoe and he's in the marshes. And he is taking pictures of wildlife. This is
0: also where we get our opening credits. And it's a really cool sort of effect where we get video of wildlife. And then we get the shutter sound and it freezes as the title for that shot will appear. And they just do that over and over again. It's just kind of fun, I guess.
1: We get a fun title card with the music. Oh, yeah.
0: uh It zooms in a little bit, right? Yeah. uh
1: Frogs. (laughs) Frogs. He also takes pictures of trash that he finds, and then we see toxic waste being put into the uh, into the environment. Yep. Now, Chris was right when he said that the frogs do absolutely nothing. Chris said something that I've read in other people's reviews. He offered up the idea that perhaps frogs are have become telepathic.
0: Yeah, so what I said is the frogs don't do anything in this movie unless you're trying to claim that they're telepathic and controlling all the other animals. Because they just sort of look sinister, <laughs> like they're observing things, I don't, and that's it.
1: I don't know if that was the intention, but I, like I said, I did read that in at least like two reviews.
0: It would be ridiculous if that was the case. And... They didn't do a very good job of conveying that, if that was the case.
1: No, if I had not read those reviews, and if you had not said that, I would have just been like...
0: It would have never occurred to you?
1: I I mean, like, I don't know. It's hard for me to know if it would have never occurred to me. But... I imagine that I would have just been like, are the frogs doing anything? (laughs) Anyway, so we don't know if it's supposed to be that the toxic waste is giving them some sort of ability... Or if they've just gotten angry with the human race. We don't know.
0: Yeah, the implication is that all the rich people are too frivolous with their pollution and use of poisons, etc. Cetera. Et cetera. All the stuff that environmentalists would be upset about. And that led to not only... These animals, I guess, mutating and becoming more aggressive, but also breeding more and very suddenly. As if it's a plan, it's a part of their evolution to attack humanity.
1: They do kind of touch on the idea that the frogs are bigger than they normally are. Yeah, uh uh-huh. So maybe that has to do with the toxic waste, but they really don't care to tell you. Away from this serene kind of moment, we see... One of the rich guys. Don't ask me to remember their names. There are too many of them.
0: I think that's Clint. Maybe
1: this dude is driving around in his speedboat with his sister, which
0: Karen, was a, Which who's was an interesting Joan Van Ark. Yeah, uh-huh. thing to find
1: out because you think they're like dating, but nope. they're brother and sister. And he is just driving around like an asshole and drinking beer.
0: I really wanted him to throw that beer into the water and he never did. He
1: never did. Did this remind you of Sleepaway Camp?
0: A little bit, yeah. I was like, uh-huh. oh my God,
1: is this how it we're felt starting the movie? Very Sleepaway Camp, yeah. But no, he almost hits him, but the sister's like, oh my God, Clint, look out. So he swerves right at the last moment, but he, you know, flips over uh, Sam Elliott. Yeah. Which means that Sam Elliott, not only is he now drenched, he's also lost all his film. Yeah. The brother and the sister politely invite him to their home. I mean, I guess that's so that they don't get sued, but like, they're, they seem way too gracious.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the the fact of the matter is is that almost all of these people here are just oblivious to other people and to nature. They just... Don't have a care for it. He thought he was just going to fuck with that guy and splash him. He didn't intend to lose control of his boat and knock him over.
1: I don't think he tried to f- fuck with him at all. He had no idea he was there. No,
0: he did. He saw him and he was. Head- he says as much. He says, all I wanted to do was just kind of mess with you. I didn't mean to knock you over. I admitted it. was stupid. We were our this
1: baby. And I thought we'd sneak up on you and make a few waves. rushing through my brother's head. Oh. Yeah, I thought thought was somewhere him. in there about that. I thought that was him making an
0: excuse. Maybe. Oh, sorry,
1: I was just messing with you, but in fact, he almost fucking killed yeah, him. Yeah, but he's
0: like, you know what? But again, he has all the money in the world, so it doesn't matter to him. He can offer up to like, you know, just give me a receipt for everything and I'll pay for it. And Sam Elliott's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And well, we'll take you to my father's house. And you can get uh, you can get a shower, you can get some dry clothes, and stay for lunch.
1: Did you notice that both movies this week are about rich people?
0: I didn't, but yes, it's a bunch of rich people being awful in both movies. Yes. Yep, uh-huh. Jason Crockett, by the way. Sam Elliott's name is Pickett Smith, <laughs> which there is no better name for Sam Elliott. That should be his real name. That
1: should be his real name. But... When they go into their father's house, it's the bad guy from Escape to Witch Mountain. That's
0: what Kelsey knows him from. <laughs> he wants the magical alien children.
1: <laughs> he wants to make money off of them.
0: You actually like you this guy? You kind of like him. He's funny. <laughs> there are a couple of people that you don't like. Like yes. You don't like Clint's wife.
1: No. I mean, you don't like Clint either. <laughs> Clint's,
0: Clint's a dick. He's but an it's not, alcoholic
1: yeah. asshole.
0: He is. But he's like one of those fun-loving kind of as long as he doesn't cause you grief, he might be entertaining. But yes, you gotta realize that he has he's an awful person to a bunch of different people. Clint's dad is also a prick. But kind of everyone else.
1: That guy's just kind of a worthless character. Yes, uh-huh. Goes looking for his wife. Lily. <laughs>
0: yeah. So there's Clint. There's like his three brothers. Two brothers. Three brothers.
1: I have no idea. Couldn't his sister. Keep count. There's too many of them. His
0: wife. His brother's girlfriend, who's the model. His dad. Uh, his aunt. And his grandpa. And Clint's two kids. <laughs> so that's like the big group here. I think so. Nope, this is all wrong. I've posted the entire family tree with photographs on our Twitter. So follow us at Pod Cemetery and check out the actual relationships there. Oh, and the servants.
1: Yes, the two servants. So Karen, Clint's sister, convinces Sam Elliott to stay for lunch. And as they go inside, because she's going to give him new clothes and everything, he's going to take a shower, we notice that the frogs are closing in. Yeah. Um, And I love that when the grandfather is like, what'd you do? He just totally, the Clint's just like, oh, this happened. Yeah. uh Like not ashamed, not embarrassed, not concerned at all. Yeah. I almost killed this guy. Because anything
0: I do wrong can just be bought off. Yes. That's Clint's opinion. So he's like telling his grandpa, yeah, no, we need to take care of this guy because I fucked up and he just doesn't care.
1: (laughs) But the grandfather warns Sam Elliott, I know what you've been doing and what you're doing is illegal.
0: Yeah. Did you know that you're trespassing? But it's not like he really cares. He just like, it's more like a... You're somewhere where you shouldn't be. And even when it's like he knows he's a photographer for like a wildlife magazine or something like that. He's a freelance photographer who has a job from this magazine. He kind of suspects, are you here to photograph me ruining nature? But it's not like he cares even if he was. Like, whatever. What are you going to do? You know? And it, it, you kind of, again, awful, awful people doing awful things to other people and to the environment. Very bad. But as characters in a movie, you kind of like Jason.
1: (laughs) Sam Elliott tries to make a phone call, but the phone is dead. And they don't explain that. You just
0: assume.
1: Yeah, I guess you assume that the the operator's dead at this point. Or
0: the frogs have destroyed the line.
1: Oh. Yeah, but the implication later is that this is widespread. Yeah, it's
0: wider than just this island.
1: I wrote down right around here where I, first, this is the first time that you write, I wrote down that Clint's wife is very mad that her husband is fucked up again. Yeah. And then I wrote down, the acting isn't great here. No. (laughs) The grandpa will get really super fucking angry because the kids are late. Yeah. And the kids show up and they've got a frog. And they go... Look how how huge it is. And the mom or somebody says, get rid of that thing. And the grandpa's like, you were really late, and that sucks. But you're right. It was gigantic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody, look, look. Look what I found. Look what I
1: found. He's gigantic. Don't be so stupid, Jay.
0: Don't, Mike. That's mine.
1: Now listen, Jay, Tina, you're both late. Now go sit down and eat your food. Yeah, you were right. He was gigantic.
0: So, it's yeah, it's really weird. You kind of begrudgingly like some of these characters. <laughs> uh, we didn't mention that Jason enlists Sam Elliott's help. And he says, well, if you could do me a favor and, like, take a walk around the island and see what you have to say about all this wildlife that's starting to take over. Like, wh- what's your opinion on it? And the dad will say, oh, I I thought we should... Release some poison, or did that get rid of the frogs? And Sam Elliott's like, yeah, and a bunch of other things, too.
1: Yeah, he finds dead birds, and he also finds...
0: The caretaker. Dead. Dead. Having already started to put out poison.
1: Yes, and he is covered in reptiles.
0: Yeah, but apparently a snake is what killed him. Mm.
1: When he gets back... Jenny is still being a bitch. Jenny is Clint's wife, and she's just always a
0: raging bitch. Yep.
1: Um, Always
0: complaining, always yelling.
1: Yes. And they're about to sit down for dinner, and the maid finds a snake in the chandelier, which the grandfather takes care of very quickly by shooting
0: it. Yep. (laughs) Now, keep in mind, Sam Elliott didn't say nothing about this. He told Jason about the caretaker being dead, and Jason was like, Well, we don't need to worry anybody right now. We're not going to be able to get a hold of anybody right now, so what's the point of telling people? Once the phone lines come back up or we can get you off the island, then we'll contact the necessary authorities.
1: Yeah, and it's somewhere around here that Sam Elliott is having a conversation with the grandpa, and he's like he explains that there's four birthdays within the family in the month of July and it's his only excuse to get everybody together. Yeah. And what he it's kind a tradition. of yeah, what he kind of alludes to is kind of how lonely he is and how yeah. he he hangs on to this cuz it's the only real time that people actually want to hang out with him. Yeah. And I understand he enjoys having that power over people, but it is hard to wrap your mind around the fact that it's like you w- so you want to spend time with people but you Push them away at the he same wants a, time. He
0: wants a legacy. He wants a family. He wants the thing that was when he was a kid, the family would all get together. But he doesn't grok that his behavior is probably driving people away. <laughs> he just thinks it's the way it should be. So that's the way I expect it.
1: Yes. And right after he shoots the snake, he's very upset and frustrated and flustered, right? So he's kind of like... Moving is the blanket on his legs, and one of them is pushing him in, and he kind of has to go around a chair, and he totally moves his legs <laughs> under his blanket.
0: <laughs> Who knows? He might have motion in his legs, just not the strength to walk. True.
1: This is also the time when Sam Elliott will approach the idea of what if nature is trying to get back at us, to which the grandfather will scoff.
0: Yeah. That's the only backstory you're going to get, by the way, is why this is all happening, is all the stuff we've already said. Yes. There is no more exposition about it.
1: No. And that night, I don't know why we have to see this conversation, but we see a conversation between Jenny and Clint where she's saying that she just can't do it, she can't do it anymore. And he's like, it's a couple weeks a year. Yeah. He's gonna die eventually, and that's a million dollars you're willing to throw away. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And you're just sitting there like, why are we seeing this scene?
0: I guess to explain, if everyone hates each other, why are they all together?
1: I think we all get it's yeah. the money.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and the next day is the 4th of July. And the kids really want to do the fireworks early, of course, their kids. It's the
0: 4th of July and Jason's birthday. Ah,
1: But one of the guys Sends them away And Jenny shows up And she's really mad About her kids again And like I don't know if this is supposed to be kind But the grandfather like tells her Why don't you go inside and help decorate for the party And she's like oh Okay Jenny perhaps you'd like to help with the decorations If you've got the time
0: Thank you I'd love to Yeah, so it's really unclear if after the conversation she had with Clint, she's just acquiescing to all of Jason's requests, or was she legitimately interested in not being out here with everyone else and instead decorating inside? It seemed like she was genuinely excited, and Jason knew she would be, and so said, hey, I got an idea, I know you're miserable out here, go do the thing you want to do. And that's how it came off.
1: That is the way they acted the scene. Uh-huh. And you're just like, that is not at all the characters we
0: have been introduced to. But Jason a little bit. I mean, J- like w- when he he was upset at the kids, but he was still like, yeah, Billy or whatever your name is. The uh, Frog was pretty damn big. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so Sam Elliott will come downstairs because he's decided to stay the weekend like you do.
0: He explains he has freedom because he doesn't answer to anybody. He just goes where the next assignment is and he can do whatever he wants. So they want him to stay the weekend. He's curious about what's going on here. He'll stick around.
1: So Karen says to him, I almost went to your room last night.
0: And he's like, why didn't you?
1: Wish you had. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk more later. Like, what? (laughs) Okay.
0: They're going to bang.
1: <laughs> so the plan is to send Sam Elliott home. So they send one of the brothers off to get the Jeep.
0: No, no, because Sam Elliott brought the Jeep back when he found the caretaker. He, he sent one of the brothers away to check on the phone line to see if their phone line was down. And if it is, they could repair it and, and call somebody.
1: Whatever. I was, I was very confused because I, I thought he was on his way to the car and it just seemed like he had to walk forever. And I'm like, where is the Jeep he brought, in comparison to the house?
0: He brought his right. So it's not, that's why it's not the Jeep. He's going to go look for the, for the phone line while they take the Jeep. I think Sam Elliott takes the Jeep around the island or something like that to, to have a better look, something like that. But anyway, this brother goes out on this expedition and. With a gun. To randomly shoot birds. Well, he's a hunter, I guess, and he wants to shoot birds when he has the chance. And for no good goddamn reason, what happens?
1: Okay, so I for this is what I wrote. I was just like, oh, geez, spiders. Wait, how did he get shot? It's hard to tell when you can't watch the screen. Why isn't he getting up? Don't know. Can't tell.
0: Okay, so I will walk you through this. He shoots himself in the leg for no good reason, and he falls down right underneath all of these spiders, tarantulas, stuff like that. And then they're, like, silly stringing down all this web, which is very unrealistic-looking and acting web. And, like, all the spiders shoot him like they're Spider-Man in his webbing. And they wrap him up very, very efficiently to where when somebody comes by later, they don't even find him. And he gets trapped by all these spiders, but he never gets up. And it's like, dude, I know you just shot yourself in the leg, but move. (laughs) He doesn't. And he dies.
1: At some point, we see Sam Elliott also going on a walk and he will approach a rattlesnake. And it does a close up. I don't know why they do a close up because you can tell it doesn't have fangs. But Sam Elliott just walks by.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh (laughs) Like, like, eh, hey, Rattlesnake, what's up?
1: (laughs) So we haven't been talking about the dippy mom.
0: Not the mom, the aunt. I don't know who she is. It's Jason's sister, Iris.
1: Iris. And she. Likes to catch butterflies. So she sees some butterfly and she will go off running for it. We'll find out what happens to her in just a minute. One of the other sons, I think the one that's dating the model, we haven't mentioned them at all, but it doesn't matter. He is sent by someone to go pick plants out of the atrium.
0: Yeah. By Iris. I think maybe... This is actually Iris's son. Okay. And so, like, the dad that we know, the, the weird-looking one who doesn't look like anybody else there. Because
1: um, he's really an alligator. Yeah, they're like, co-
0: they're like cousins.
1: Okay. I definitely thought they were married
0: the whole time. Oh, Iris and Jason? No, yeah. No, aunt-
1: Iris and the dude who looks for her. Oh. I thought they were married. I thought they were the parents of all the she kids. She is
0: his aunt. Nope, this is all wrong. Follow us at Pod Cemetery and check out the actual relationships there.
1: Well, whatever. The kid who goes to the atrium gets killed by a bunch of lizards geckos. Because yeah. They So there's a ton of them closing in, and they knock over like a bottle of something. A
0: bunch of poison. More poison.
1: He looks up, eh, fuck it. Goes back to what he's doing. Then another thing falls, Uh looks up, what was that? Now that one mixes with the first one, and some sort of gas is expelled. And
0: what does he do when he sees that there's gas in this enclosed space, Kelsey?
1: I don't know. I just thought it was hilarious to watch all these lizards that have no idea what's going on. Yeah, uh But it looks like they're laughing at him. Yep. It was so well shot.
0: So- When it's smoking, he gets closer to the smoke. It's like, huh? What is this? And he gets really close to it. And then he's like, oh, look, it's smoke. And then he gets into the smoke. And he's like, oh, no, smoke. (laughs) And he collapses and dies from the poisonous gases.
1: And it literally ends with one of them sticking its tongue out at yep, the camera, very, yep. very much feeling like it's sticking its tongue out at him. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, at the house, they're starting to realize that people are dropping off like flies. They
0: end up finding this last guy in the greenhouse, actually, yes, yeah.
1: the model girlfriend finds him in there, but grandfather refuses to stop the party, right? Uh-huh. Even though the dog is whining, Kenneth is dead, Iris has gone missing, the first son that nobody knows the name of went missing.
0: Yeah, Uh, I mean, I guess his his opinion's just like, well, they're already dead, they're not going to get any deader.
1: Exactly. (laughs) But while they're discussing this, because they've just found Kenneth, frogs attack and a frog jumps on the cake. Yep. Because that's the worst they can do. That's like the
0: most that happens in this movie with the frogs.
1: This is when we find out what happens to Iris. She gets a pretty brutal death, to be perfectly honest. She gets attacked by snakes, then falls into a pond, which makes her covered in leeches.
0: Okay, this here says that that guy is in fact... Her husband.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm pretty sure they said that.
0: Okay, so then forget all I said. They're all the kids of Jason then? And he's they're, not their grandfather?
1: They're all the kids of the dude who went looking for Iris and Iris. That's what I was under the impression.
0: Yeah, but Iris is the aunt. I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I got it all wrong and that's okay. It's just frogs. Frogs.
1: But do you agree that her death is kind of brutal?
0: It is brutal, yeah. She gets attacked by that rattlesnake that uh, that it picket doesn't left have there. things. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. The snake that was like, I'm not gonna mess with uh, Sam Elliott, but yeah. I'll mess with the old lady.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then, meanwhile, I wrote down Iris's husband, who is looking for, yeah, her, gets I the alligator so. death, which is when we found out that the reason he's in this movie is because he's an alligator. We gamer. don't
0: know. We assume because he's wrestling a live alligator. And he doesn't look like anybody else there, so, like, I assume they hired him because he could wrestle alligators. Yes. So now he's dead, too, killed by an alligator.
1: Meanwhile, back at the house, when they've been confronted with Kenneth's death, that's when Sam Elliott will bring up the fact that, hey, by the way, the caretaker's also dead, guys.
0: Yeah. Which is
1: when everyone turns on the grandpa and they're like, what the fuck? And he's like... I didn't want to spoil your day. And the model girlfriend is like, whose day? (laughs) And Sam Elliott will be like, out of nowhere, for no reason, he's right. But out of nowhere, he's just like, personally, I think it's worldwide. (laughs) And he ends up being right. Uh But of course, Grandpa don't want to hear it. And Grandpa says, you don't control these people. I do. Which is when... The model girlfriend who we have not mentioned is black, will say, "You don't control me," but then he looks around at the other at the rest of the family, and he certainly controls them because he want they want his money. Then he looks at his two servants who we also have not mentioned are black, and she goes to them. She gives this whole speech about how they were freed, and they don't have to do what the white man says. Yeah. And they decide that they're going to leave.
0: So Clint is going to take them off the island on his speedboat.
1: And also Sam Elliott said, I think we should all go together. But then when they all left, Sam Elliott didn't go.
0: Because they needed him to be there for the later part. It's just a plot convenience.
1: Yes. So when they leave, all we find out is that something bad happened. When they get to the island, I mean, when when they they get get to the the mainland. The dock there, yeah. Nobody's around.
0: There's like a bait house there or something, and nobody's there.
1: And things have been left like they were in the middle of their day. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense when you think about the rest of the film, but whatever.
0: So the two servants and the model are forced to flee and run away from the birds that are attacking them. They're being attacked by birds now, and they did that whole like superimposing thing. So where it's obvious that they're not in the same place at the same time and they're running away and we cut away from them and we're not going to see what happens to them until later. Cut back to Clint as he's been looking around everywhere. His boat's gone. It's been unmoored from the dock and apparently a snake did it.
1: (laughs) This is the part when I was like, how far is the island from the mainland? Because the boat is now closer to the island than it is to the mainland, and Clint just oh, swims to unclear. it.
0: It's very unclear. They're in Florida, this is where this was filmed, so I imagine it's not like, you know, a huge island in it. It's like technically an island. It just has kind of rivers on both sides, you know? Oh, I was wrong, by the way. It's not a snake. It's another lizard. It's a tegu.
1: Oh, really? Oh, oh, that got the rope. That got yes. the rope, yes. But a snake is after him in the water, which is yes. creepy as shit. Now his wife can see him because yep. he's that close.
0: She's looking through binoculars.
1: And somehow he gets pulled under and then she...
0: Runs out. Gets
1: Stuck in the water or something and dies? I was like, I don't know how she just died, but she died.
0: Yeah, she gets stuck in the mud, and there is a snapping turtle that kills her. Uh Oh. I remember that, like, oh no, a snapping turtle. (laughs)
1: It's
0: very large, very... Dangerous snapping turtle, but it's like they have to have her stuck in the mud; otherwise, this thing would not be a threat.
1: Although, also, she totally pulls her leg almost completely out of the water. Yeah, uh (laughs) no, noted that down too. (laughs) And that's when the kids like are like, "Where's mommy?" And I wrote, "Mommy's dead."
0: Yep. So all we have left now, the only ones we have left are Pickett, Karen, Clint, and Jenny's two kids. And Jason, that's it. That's all that's left now. So Pickett's like, we got to get out of here. We absolutely have to leave. And Jason, I'm not having any of that. This is where I spend my birthday. I am not leaving here. And when Pickett's like, fine, I guess we're just going to leave you here if that's what you want. He he asked, like, it seems very cordial. He's like, is there anything you need? And he's like, no, just leave me here. And he's like, I could really use that gun over there. And Jason's like, take it and don't bring it back.
1: (laughs) Take anything you want. Uh
0: Can I take that shotgun? Take anything you like. Don't bring it back.
1: That's when we find out that mommy got killed by a turtle and crabs. Yep. Sam Elliott shoots a crocodile.
0: Yep. Yep. That and, wasn't even in their way. Yeah, <laughs> he just sees a crocodile and shoots it.
1: They get to the mainland because
0: oh, they take his canoe. By the way,
1: yes, they get to the mainland and they flag down a car. Like
0: the lady. Oh, by the way, we pass by the luggage that one of them had on the street. The, the I was like the model or whatever, and it's been knocked over and spilled out. So we assume. I guess their entire body has got carried away by the birds. Exactly. Everyone
1: <laughs> everyone else's bodies are getting carried away. But if you were on the island, you got
0: left there. You got yeah. left there.
1: But so they flag down this car. Meanwhile, fucking Sam Elliott has a shotgun. And this mom and her kid are just like, go ahead and get in our car.
0: He approaches them without anything. And is like, hey, can we get a ride? And they're like, yeah, why not? And then he goes, okay, come on, guys. And up gets... This woman who you have to assume is his wife, and they're two kids, and the little boy is carrying a shotgun, ah. which he hands to his quote-unquote father, uh. and then they get into the car armed, and it's like, well, it's the 70s <laughs> in the South.
1: And she explains, the lady explains that she hasn't seen anyone in... And the kid turns and he has a frog in his hand. He says, look at this monster. Isn't it
0: the biggest one you've ever seen?
1: And I guess that's supposed to be scary. But again, the frogs haven't killed anybody. Right, yeah. So we're not afraid of them.
0: But it's somebody who's just fascinated by a large frog, just like the kids were in the beginning, right before all this shit went down. So, yes, you're not safe. Cut back to Jason on the island.
1: That night... The frogs are getting closer and closer. The phone rings
0: <laughs> The phone rings
1: Bob Phil <laughs> Answer me He says hello several times. Hello? Hello
0: Pardon
1: <laughs> Hello
0: Hello 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 Pardon. Hello. Oh.
1: It can't be dead. It rang. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and he goes, "It's dead." It can't be dead. It rang. It can't be dead. But then he puts it down because he assumes it's dead. And then he dies. He
0: gets like a bunch of frogs come in. <laughs> And I guess maybe they kill him?
1: I think he, like, has a heart attack.
0: He, something like that, yeah. And then he just
1: falls and dies. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of riveting over the credits. And then what happens at the very end?
0: The very end of the credits, we get an animated frog that hops in from off screen and has a hand hanging out of its mouth. And then it swallows it, and then it hops away to the other side of the screen. And that is frogs. Yes. It's something. (laughs)
1: It's a movie. It's a movie that exists.
0: Yeah, I mean, Sam Elliott was interesting. He got to take off his shirt a couple times.
1: Well, like I said, there were a couple (laughs) things that were pretty funny. Yeah,
0: characters were complicatedly endearing. Yeah. Uh, But it's like, I don't... It's a little heavy-handed in its messaging, but at the same time... It's empty in that it doesn't really say anything, and yeah, it's you just got to be like, oh, just then one day the animals killed everybody. <laughs> like, okay,
1: uh-huh.
0: do you have anything else to say about this movie, Kelsey?
1: Nope.
0: What do you think? Frogs has on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, there are seventeen reviews.
1: Twenty eight.
0: 29 actually, oh. really close. No consensus statement because there aren't enough reviews yet. Has a 51 metacritic. That
1: Do you makes think sense. that's
0: overrated or underrated?
1: I'm going to say um underrated.
0: Okay. What would you give it?
1: I was planning on giving it a 40.
0: That low, huh? Yeah. I was thinking maybe a 50. It's just like Right it's, down the middle.
1: It's pretty bad. It's
0: harmless. It is though. harmless. And there are some fun elements.
1: Oh, the the fun is what gives it the 40. It doesn't have enough to get up to a fifty.
0: Okay. You've convinced me to lower it to a 48. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's it's kind of a nothing movie. There's nothing it really to is. it.
1: It's just that each person gets a death from a different animal, but like None, for of what are, reason, for, none of them are reason. None of them are particularly like whoa, or that right. was crazy. Like
0: the plot is poetic <laughs> in the fact that oh, these people that are bad to nature get killed by nature, but there's no actual explanation for why any of this is happening. It's kind of just an inoffensive nothing movie. Would you agree? Yeah. Well, that's frogs from 1972. <laughs> Before we move into our next movie, Kelsey, horror trivia.
1: What is the name of the character killed in the famous shower scene in the film Psycho?
0: You did this on purpose. <laughs> Do I need her first and last name? Yes. Marion Crane.
1: Very good. There it's you go. a bird go.
0: name. A bird name. Okay, Kelsey. Andy Barkley gets a good guy doll. When he celebrates which birthday? Fifth, sixth, or seventh?
1: I was thinking sixth.
0: Is that your answer? Yes. That is correct. Cool. You're just so good at this. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kelsey, that brings us to our next movie, 2009's My Super Psycho Sweet 16. Produced by MTV because they also produce My Super Sweet 16. It is considered a TV show if you buy this on iTunes, which was pretty much the only way I could see to buy it, but I'll talk about that later. It is written by Jed Elenoff and Scott Thomas, directed by Jacob Gentry and starring Juliana Gwil? Gwil? I never know how to pronounce half these names. Mm-hmm. Lauren McKnight and Chris Zilka, who was in Leftovers. Yes. What is my Super Psycho Sweet 16 all about?
1: I mean, it's exactly what you think it's going to be about. It, uh, assuming that you know, my super sweet sixteen is a TV show, a reality show about the very rich, the richest sixteen-year-olds they could find at the time who wanted to be on television and had an enormous sweet sixteen. If you don't know what a sweet sixteen is, it's like you're probably not American. White
0: people, I guess. (laughs)
1: It's just it's. Imagine like a coming out party for back when we used to do that. It's the same thing.
0: Like a debutante ball.
1: Yes. Yes. And so it's a really uber rich 16 year old girl and she's going to have the party of her life at a roller skating rink where there were a few murders that happened like, what was it?
0: Six years ago? Ten years prior.
1: Ten years prior. We get to watch the film through the eyes of the daughter of the murderer.
0: Yeah. Who still lives in that town. Yes. Raised by her aunt. Yes. And how she interacts with uh, all the other people involved in this party. Yeah. It is $4 on iTunes, because it's considered an episode of a TV show. There you go. <laughs> it's There are three seasons of this television show, My Super Psycho Sweet 16, and season one is just this one movie, $4, you can buy it. Should people watch it?
1: Yes, but. Okay. I would say yes, because I love this stuff.
0: It it but it lets you down in the, so many there ways. Are, yes.
1: There are times when it does let you down, but it has it has most of what I'm looking for.
0: There's in, a lot that I, a I really slasher, enjoy. In a
1: teen slasher.
0: It feels like it was produced by MTV and aired on television.
1: And I'm fine with that. Personally, I've always felt that MTV understands the, the their generation. I, I have always felt that way. Like I think that this movie knew exactly who its audience was, and even though it didn't have to, it put in the effort. It could have been a shitty movie, but it definitely put in effort.
0: But in a lot of ways, the story and the production is very paint-by-numbers.
1: Oh, absolutely. And
0: very like, oh, we know this is a thing that horror movies do, but we don't know What makes it scary so we can't replicate it? We just, it's a, it's a pale imitation of the things you see in normal horror movies. You know, like they do jump scares wrong a couple times in the movie and, but there's something really endearing about it. Half the time, the main character, Lauren McKnight's character, Sky, I think is a terrible actress. And then the other half of the time, like... I 100% believe her. She is so natural and exactly what you would expect out of a kid that age who is yeah. maybe a little outcast. I thought like, she was fine. Exactly. So, like, yeah, it averages out okay. And I'd say that's a lot of this movie. It just kind of, if the idea of 2000s era MTV and those reality shows appeal to you, then yes. Watch this movie. Oh yeah,
1: it's it's so totally my wheelhouse because this was my uh huh. This was my generation.
0: Twenty one when this movie came out, turning twenty two, and so was everyone else who played a character in this movie.
1: And I don't look, guys. I don't. I'm not trying to brag. I am not trying to boast. I was very lucky as a child. I was, fuck it, I'll say it. I was privileged. I will say that. And I went to a lot of these types of parties. Huge, sweet 16 parties. Nothing like the ones on the show. Like, I like I didn't know
0: the uber rich people, yeah. but... Everyone gets a car. <laughs>
1: right. But... Like, there were no, like, stars showing up to any of my friends' parties. But most girls that I knew when they turned 16 had a big dance party. They went to a clubhouse somewhere. They rented out the room for the night. And we all danced all night.
0: Closest I ever got to that my entire life was a quinceañera.
1: I've never been to a quinceañera.
0: And those things are just really big and elaborate because it's like, it's this really big sort of like Mexican tradition. And so you have everyone comes to these things and it's really just a bunch of family and the woman of honor, the young woman of honor wears a big fancy dress and it's held in like a, an event hall, Mm -hmm. you know, just like a normal ass event hall or whatever. That's the closest I ever got to anything like that.
1: But so my point is I've been to these events I've known people that are pale shades of this, yeah, but i I knew these people. I knew this lifestyle. so like it speaks to me on a level that I guess is just I guess personal uh-huh. like so the things that are supposed to be funny in it, I deem very funny, right. but you know, who shines?
0: Chris Zilka, yes, who plays Brig.
1: And you can't not love him.
0: Madison and Brig, oh, they bend over backwards to make him perfect. (laughs) Even the ways he fucks up are the ways that are just so cliche. Yes. Yeah, like, they really want you to like him. And Kelsey almost got really upset at this movie. (laughs) 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 Anyway, you can take our advice or leave it. When we get back, we will talk about 2009's My Super Psycho Sweet Sixteen. Every girl dreams of turning 16. I only turned 16 months,
1: so my party has to be perfection.
0: And celebrating in style.
1: My friends are going to freak when they find out to reopen the roller dome. Who wants to party?
0: But things don't go as planned.
1: What the WTF is she doing in my sweet 16? I just saw your ex floating in the hole with the sky. Roger. They are not hooking up. You actually like that loser? What do you have serial killer fetish or something?
0: Madison's party is about to go from super to psycho.
1: You psycho skate, you ruined my party!
0: It wasn't me! It's my father. This October. Everyone's invited.
1: It's like the party of the year. No
0: one escapes.
1: You can't ruin my birthday. No one can ruin this night.
0: My super psycho sweet 16. So I'm a bully. I'm a huge bitch. I don't deserve to die for that. Kelsey, can you get us started? How does my super psycho sweet 16 begin?
1: We meet Madison, who is this, the birthday girl, the girl who's going to turn 16. And we find out that she, her father and her are extremely rich. That's the whole joke. Um, and they are hiring a party planner to put together her sweet 16. And she wants it to be in this old run-down skating rink. The dad's like, I don't know, Madison, horrible things happened here. And she said, well, you told me I could have anything I wanted, and this is what I want. Right. And the guy's like, just so you know, this is going to cost like a ton of money because this the place party like crap. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes, that's okay. We're very rich. After Madison and her father leave, the party planner is left alone for a minute and he hears something. And he goes, is anybody there? And then the phone rings. <laughs> we- the phone rings. So he leaves. Ten years ago, we get a title uh-huh. card. At the Roller Dome, which is set up like an like a castle
0: Yes, it's a castle-themed roller dome. Why? It's called the Roller Dome, and it's medieval-themed.
1: Right? Not the Roller Castle, not... Uh
0: They could have called it anything.
1: Any... The the Roller Kingdom? Uh Uh-huh. But no.
0: What's the king's name? What's the the character's name? Do you remember? I don't remember. Hold on. I gotta see if they have it. The Lord of the Rink. Like, you could have just called the place that.
1: Yes. You could
0: have. But they didn't. Nope. <laughs> they called it Roller Dome, as if it's part of the Mad Max franchise.
1: <laughs> so we see the owner of the Roller Dome, and he is slowly going insane because kids steal shit, kids smoke and put out their butts on the billiards table, kids make out and then put their gum on
0: the on the armor. It's all very obvious and played up for effect. I think this is very intentional the way this comes off.
1: Yes, of course. Yeah. Every single thing, like, everything is done very intentionally here, and I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, it's all it's all a little tongue-in-cheek. Like, who is just sitting on the edge of a pool table, smoking a joint, and then putting it out immediately on the felt? Right. Like, who would have done that? The It's supposed to be extreme.
1: Yes, absolutely. But he keeps it together because his kid is there, and his kid loves the
0: roller oh, dome. Loves the whole thing and loves everything about it. Loves the Lord of the Rings character. All of it.
1: Yes, he gets all dressed up to deliver the cake, which is silly because it's a 16-year-old male birthday. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's very silly.
0: silly. I mean, also, this kid is a total fucking shit and he refers to his dad who is never seen on camera. Right. Obviously not there, but like, they didn't think about the stuff that comes later because... He's a total dickhead and no reaction out of this supposed father, like none.
1: Right. but And if, then they
0: just, like, leave.
1: <laughs> but if the idea is that – yes, absolutely. But if the idea is that they're rich kids, the, the parent yeah, wouldn't have uh-huh. done shit anyway. But so, yeah, he ends up putting – like, dropping the cake out of the guy's hands and uh-huh. he punches, like, the mask off of him because after he drops the cake – the king like grabs him, but doesn't do anything. Yeah, because well, freaks him
0: out. Yeah, yeah. but because
1: again, his daughter's watching, and everybody else is watching. Yeah, so. so
0: he so he he lets him go, and then immediately the guy's like, after nearly pissing his pants, being scared of what this guy might do to him, is like, what? And then like punches him, and then laughs and walks away. Again, no response from the parents. But okay, so the Lord of the Ring character, he looks like he's wearing this outfit like a low rent medieval times character. Uh he's got the chainmail hood on and like a half mask that just covers the top part of his face, but it's a half mask of a human
1: like a, an old king's face.
0: Yeah, like with like a mustache on it and mm-hmm. that's it.
1: Yeah. There's nothing creepier than those clear skin masks. Yeah. They're weird looking.
0: <laughs> you can't tell that's what it is until you see the mask off of him though. Yeah. And then you realize that's what it is And you're like, okay, yeah, no, that is really creepy
1: (laughs) So, later that evening The kid, because he's mad That the guy scared him on his birthday Uh Can't believe I have to pay for sex on my birthday
0: (laughs) Can't believe I'm going to work on my birthday Can't believe I'm doing laundry on my birthday Can't believe I'm paying for sex on my birthday (laughs) Rip off It's literally my birthday right now. I can't believe I have to record an episode on my birthday.
1: (laughs) So they break in. They're just breaking, like, the pool cues and stuff. So they go skating. And the girl's being teasing him. She disappears. And he's like, what the fuck? And so out comes the king. Apparently he, he already murdered the girl. So... He's going after the guy and the guy like trips and breaks his ankle because he's, remember, he's on skates. Yeah. So that's how the king is able to kill him by sticking the pool cue that he already broke,
0: uh-huh. the kid
1: broke, sticking that broken pool cue through his, the back of his skull through his mouth.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But his daughter runs yep. in and she's crying and then immediately after she sees him, the cops run in.
0: Well, we see also that she has the phone in her hand. She's the one who called the cops.
1: I didn't realize that until later when she said, sorry, daddy, I had to. Yeah. Because I was like, how would the cops get here? Mm-hmm. But yeah, apparently she called them. And then we find out through a series of clips of news shows and stuff.
0: Okay, pause on clips of news shows. I was very surprised at the quality of this montage. It all felt like real news reporters delivering the news, which is something that movies get wrong all the time. They hire people that have no idea how to be on television for a news report. Well, and they don't sound real at all. Every one of these sounded like a real news anchor on
1: it's the case that stung the community. Well or dumb employee Charlie Botter who played the Lord of the Rink at countless kids' parties, has been charged with six counts of first-degree murder.
0: Two 16-year-olds slaughtered on the rink floor. Four more dismembered and stuffed into an oil barrel in the basement.
1: Police responding to a 911 call made a gruesome discovery. Rotter, the manager of the roller dome, lived on the premises and performed as the popular Lord of the Rink was turned in by his young daughter.
0: Our Scott. top story tonight, tragedy in a local skating rink. The bodies of six teenagers discovered late this evening as police raided a popular. The roller dome. The roller dome has been shut down by police. It is not known when or if it will reopen. What
1: they found has been described as the most gruesome murder scene
0: in the city. The Bodies of two teens
1: on the rink Well, remember, I mean, I know it's, it's MTV, recorded, but yeah. MTV knows how to deliver news. Yeah, they have. Yes, it's it's Kurt Loader. Yeah, it's <laughs> pop news, but they do know how to deliver news. So we find out through these news clips that he killed four others like a year prior.
0: Yeah, and, so and shoved of, him in a barrel, so they were, like, decomposing in a barrel downstairs where he has this, like, chain-link cage, which is meant for, like, supplies or it's a little office or something like that.
1: So it kind of implies that maybe the daughter knew about it and then, like, had to stop her dad yeah, from doing,
0: uh-huh. doing
1: more damage.
0: She was worried. They, they might have had an agreement that he'd never do it again. Maybe. And, but then he snapped And that's why she was so terrified when it happened. That's never gone into any further. We never find out who those people are. Just that he is now a serial killer. Yes. And it's not just one isolated incident.
1: Yes. We also find out that they lived on the premises and that en route to the prison, there was a major car accident. And the bodies were all burned beyond recognition. So... Who knows if his body was actually there, and so also, <laughs> and the last thing we get is that there is a history of mental illness within the family.
0: Yes, so. and so now it's like, ooh, is the daughter going to go crazy?
1: Yes. So then we get to see the daughter as a teenager. She's got a Jennifer Love Hewitt kind of look,
0: totally going yeah. for her. Lauren McKnight. She's apparently the one who actually did the artwork that Sky was supposed to have done. Oh, cool. Yeah.
1: I like that name, Sky. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty name. And so they show us that she's alone and against the world. And they way, the way they do this is by having her walk through a crowd up a, up a flight of stairs where she's the only one going in the opposite direction yeah, of everyone, everyone else. else. is
0: going downstairs. She's it's, going upstairs.
1: It is a cliche teenage cliche, slasher yeah. movie. And it is doing it on purpose. Uh-huh. And then we see Brig. It's a beautiful Brig. Chris Zilka. Yes. And his friend, for no good reason other than just he's just a one-dimensional asshole character, points at her and laughs at her and says shit. So you're left wondering, well, why is Brig friends with him? And you never really get confirmation. They're on
0: the football team together. I guess. And But this is the pro. Okay. I wrote down here, yay, gay jokes. Like,
1: But you're definitely not supposed to like him.
0: No, no, no. She makes gay jokes about him.
1: Oh, uh, because she calls him a receiver.
0: He says, oh, I'm a receiver. And she's like, oh, yeah, are I you? I bet you are. Yeah, I bet you are. You know, like, yeah, it's it's really kind of shitty. MTV 2009, not a huge surprise. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, man, if you could just, like, excise that stuff, just scalpel it out, this movie would be a lot better. But it really kind of only happens around here. It doesn't really happen again,
1: right, so that guy ends up running away, and so she has a moment with Brig, and I don't even know what they're talking about because it's, it's just like a-
0: classwork. He wants to get her to help him on an assignment or something like that. and she's like, "What you want to right. have anything to do with me?"
1: Yeah, oh, so you're
0: beautiful, okay, right.
1: <laughs> but the important thing here is that. Madison's friend and Madison is Briggs' ex. Madison's friend sees this and immediately report wants to report it back to Madison. Uh-huh. So we get to meet Madison's two best friends. Do you know their names?
0: Olivia and Chloe. Okay. There's also Lily who is kind of Madison's ex friend just kind of had it with that with that whole scene.
1: Lily is is just a ladder climber. Yeah. Madison is explaining that ever since her parents divorced, she's had her dad wrapped around her finger.
0: And the blonde friend is like, oh, I wish my parents were divorced. Yes. Which is funny. <laughs>
1: and, of course, her friend shows up and is like, I have to tell you this, Madison. And Madison's like, excuse me, I was not done talking. There's that whole thing. And she expl- we find out that Brig is her ex... And that when Brig comes to her party, he's going to want her back because it's dips, as she says. (laughs) But that's when the friend finally gets to tell her, just so you know, I just saw Brig talking to Skye. That, of course, angers Madison and she says, well, we'll just have to remind her that some guys are out of her league.
0: How do they do that, Kelsey?
1: So it's not actual blood or anything. It's just red paint. She she
0: finds blood. She's swimming. So she's wearing this, like, one-piece bathing suit. uh, Because I guess she's on the swim team, but she's practicing alone. Like, they never really go any further into that. No. Uh, But as she's walking back to the locker room, she notices, like, splotches of red, like, blood trails. And she follows it to her locker, which has been completely decimated with red paint. This is where we meet Lily. Who's like, yeah, that was Madison's goons. I saw them running out of here with some paint or whatever.
1: To which she asks, why are they fucking with you? And she says, probably because they saw me talking to Brig. And Lily goes, well, you should hook up with him. Sky's like, I thought you were friends with Madison. She goes, I'm only friends with her when I have to be. Yeah. And look what they did to your locker. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Hook up with Brig. Good. <laughs> So we actually kind of like Lily.
0: Yeah, so I mean, not, she's not like a good person right, or anything like that. Right, she's not a like good that. person,
1: but she's not a bad person
0: either. Exactly. She's kind And she's entertaining. It's also kind of shitty, the circumstances that they put her in, but whatever, we'll get to that.
1: <laughs> We've also, at this point, met her friend, her best friend, Derek. And, okay, I get that they're trying to just, they're just setting up that he is just a horny teenager. But, like, at one point... When we first meet him, he, like, kind of begs his friend to have sa- – it begs.
0: Oh, yeah. He does that whole thing like, oh, if we're – if we don't have anybody come whatever age, then then you and I will take each other's virginity or we'll get married or, you know, that Virginity. Whole cliche, yeah.
1: Right. But, like, it kind of makes you think they're leading to, like, the idea that he's actually in love with her. No.
0: But he's not. He's just horny.
1: Yes. So, because she can no longer has any clothes to wear, she tries to go out the back, which is, of course, where they're waiting for her. And Madison says to Sky, the only reason Brig would talk to you is because he feels sorry for you. To which, finally, Sky speaks up for herself and says, look, I'm not the one who got dumped. Madison falls back on her. You're nothing. Yeah. You're worthless. And it's just like, I understand that those words hurt. But I wish that kids could understand that kids say that because they have nothing else to say to you. Right.
0: Uh-huh. They have, they have no other comeback. Substance. Yeah. Uh-huh. I wish those people would just admit it and not feel the need to. <laughs> Anyways, we're not going to solve every shitty kid problem on this podcast.
1: And that is when Madison is picked up from her father, by her father, her and her friends. Because earlier she was like, my dad is taking us shopping because I want you two to actually look good for, for once. But when they get in the car, he's like, sorry, honey, we can't take you shopping. And she's like, what? And he's like, I instead flew in a stylist from L.A.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then she's a bitch to the stylist. You need to get me this one thing. I don't want to look like a horny mom or whatever, you know, and eventually he finds her the perfect dress, and I don't understand why this is the perfect dress, but whatever.
1: Well, okay, so...
0: Just this little side plot thing. If
1: you've ever watched the show, I actually appreciated that they did that, Uh because if you've ever watched the show, My Super Sweet Sixteen, it's actually very sad, because these girls... Not all of them were pretty, but some, most of them were at least decent-looking girls. But the funny thing is, is that when they would get all dolled up,
0: they look terrible. They looked
1: terrible. Yeah, uh-huh. like almost every episode, it was just like, "Oh no, you look awful now." And it's because they're sixteen and they have all this money, uh-huh. so they just they just want the most expensive thing, and they don't really actually care
0: about what it looks like, right? I mean, the interesting thing about all of this is that MTV produces the show, My Super Sweet 16, and the, not the killer, but the non-killer villain, the absolute total bitch diva, is the Sweet 16 birthday girl.
1: I don't believe for a moment that the girls on the show were not told you're going to be
0: cast as a villain?
1: <laughs> you're, you're, no, I, I think the girls, the six... The or you're going to be edited as who, a
0: villain, I mean. Yeah, the girls uh-huh. who
1: actually did the birthday, I there's no doubt in my mind that they didn't tell them, be as much of a brat as you can be. Yeah. That's what's going to make this good TV. You yeah. want to get ratings? Uh-huh. Be a brat. I, I, fr- I fully believe that because there were things that they would do and say that were just, like, too over the top. A lot of it was believable, yeah. But sometimes it was like, oh, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they refilm. It's not, I don't think MTV is above, like, refilming lines on reality TV shows. Oh, absolutely. They're just like, hey, can we go back and can you say that again, but say it this way? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh.
1: But so, Sky is now walking home in her bathing suit. And Brig, of course, sees her and stops and offers her a ride. And she explains, you know, your crazy girlfriend is the reason that I'm like this. And he goes, ex-girlfriend, and that means that I definitely owe you a ride. Yeah. And he asks her out for Saturday night. And she's like, what about Madison? Your ex-girlfriend is, like, terrible. And he said, don't worry, I've got your back. So they are building him up to be the perfect oh, God. popular and they, boy. and they
0: don't stop doing it either.
1: I mean, even... Look, everybody ended up loving Tommy Ross and Carrie, okay? Right. But he, even he wasn't perfect from the get-go. No. He had to be convinced to do it, which makes it more
0: believable. So, question. Why is it that when we have a perfect boyfriend in Madhouse, we're all about it? But we might have criticisms to perfect boyfriends and other things.
1: I have an answer to this.
0: Okay. I want to hear it.
1: I have a very good answer. Okay,
0: let's hear it. Is it because they're adults? No.
1: (laughs) Madhouse, not attractive.
0: Oh. Oh. (laughs) My super psycho
1: sweet sixteen, very attractive.
0: Interesting.
1: Much easier to believe an unattractive perfect man than it is to believe a perfect attractive man.
0: Should I be offended?
1: I love you, you are perfect.
0: Oh, so I'm unattractive. I get it. Okay,
1: I think you're very attractive,
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: like you're very handsome and
0: very cute. <laughs> Anyways, go.
1: So the next day, Sky and Brig. It's actually a very cute moment.
0: They did it well. I, I, I have
1: to say, MTV well. <laughs> understands understands their audience. Yes. Okay, it's very cute. They're flirting across the hall. It's really adorable, but at the same time, and again, I think this is filmed well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Madison delivering all of her invitations. So while everyone in the background is getting really excited about the invitations, we've got up in the foreground, Sky and Brig flirting, and you're seeing these two things, and you know they're going to eventually hit each other, and they do, and for a brief second you're thinking, wait, really? They're just going to make Brig that much of an asshole? Uh Uh-huh. But when you really think about it, and this is exactly what he says later, they are exes, they do have history, and it's her birthday. Right. Like, if he... Am I
0: going to be a total dick to her about right. it? Right. Like, in front
1: on. of the whole school, am I going to be like, fuck you and your party? Right.
0: And he broke up with her. Right. So, like, yeah, he's, he, he's not exactly in a position to say fuck you to her.
1: Exactly. So, it seems like he gives her a big hug, she gives him the invitation, and once... Madison walks away. He, of course, realizes that Sky saw that, uh-huh. and Sky has walked away at this point. Uh-huh. And yet, yeah, it was a bad position to be put in.
0: Let's okay. Is there going to be a scene where Madison forces herself on Brig and Brig isn't really interested, and then Sky happens to walk in and completely misinterprets the situation? Yes. There is. It's just that kind of movie.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: I hate those sorts of things with misunderstandings. Oh, this is the episode where there's some sort of misunderstanding. Oh, I've seen this one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, she's talking to her best friend Derek after school, and she's just like, of course he's going to go. I can't believe I didn't think he would. Blah, 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 blah. And... (laughs) the friend who never once bought that Brig was interested in her in the first place is like, well, I can't fucking believe that she has the balls to put it on at the roller dome. Yeah. Because remember everybody, sky is the daughter of the man who murdered everybody. So she
0: lived literally in the roller dome.
1: (laughs) Yes. And at, at one point, Derek will say everyone is dying to go to that party.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but literally her best friend, her best friend, tells her it's it was a million years ago, maybe yeah. it's time to get over it.
0: Yeah.
1: What? It was it was ten years ago, and I watched my father murder yes.
0: people. Here's the thing. I I I think it's just they needed somebody to be contrary to What she's thinking, because if everyone is sympathetic to the main character, then there's no conflict. She can't be put in a position where she doesn't know what to do if everyone's super supportive of her all the time. So Derek's saying, oh, maybe for your own good, it's time to move on. Is They need somebody who has a contrary position to her. It's not great writing. (laughs) So
1: Brig shows up, so she has to go answer the door. And as she goes for the door, she says... And it's funny, but at the same time, it's gross and creepy. She says, stay out of my underwear drawer. And he goes, it was one time. And like, yeah, that's funny, but it's also really gross and creepy. <laughs> anyway, I love when she looks through the peephole, she sees the spring and she just like, sure wish I wasn't wearing sweats right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's good. Like, they did a really good job of like, yes, okay. Lauren McKnight is a very pretty woman. I say woman because all these actors are in their 20s, by the way. But they, like, didn't try to do that whole she's all that thing where, you know, oh, look at the ugly nerd dork outcast. But it's like, are you kidding me? She's gorgeous.
1: They didn't need to do that because all they had to do was... You're the daughter of a psychopath.
0: Right. But I mean, they also put her in normal ass sweats. She's wearing a normal ass T-shirt. Her body is not being accentuated at all. She's wearing very minimal camera makeup, but the character doesn't look like she's wearing makeup. Her hair's not done up. They actually made her look like she's just having a normal ass day at home with her best friend. And it was very... This is what I mean when I say that the character of Sky and the actress who plays her, half the time are incredibly believable. Mhm. The other half it's like yeah this is a little cheesy. But you know I was very surprised that sometimes I was like no this is they did a good job on this.
1: Mhm. So, it's Brig and he's telling her and I mean that alone, the fact that he came to her house to explain the situation, that alone.
0: Well, he also had to get a rain check on their date.
1: Right, no, I know. But he could have just been like, sorry, can't make it. Yeah,
0: texted her or something. Right. Yeah.
1: But he doesn't. He goes to her house and he ap- apologizes. And she's just like, I get it. It's the part of party of the year. And he goes, no, it's really not that. It's And he says exactly what I said earlier. We have history. She's my ex. Mm-hmm. It's her birthday. There's, there's
0: just an obligation here. And I want to make it up to you.
1: She, well- Sky says cuz yeah he's like can we t- can we take a rain check. And Sky's like it's really sweet of you to do this but we should just be honest with each other and admit that this isn't going to work. Yeah. To which he kisses her and tells her he likes her and he wants to spend more time with her, which is why the next scene we see with him is kind of irritating, but anyway, So immediately she goes upstairs because we didn't we didn't mention this, but Derek had been saying that he wanted to crash the party just because it was going to be the party of the year. Uh And then she goes, all right, now do you want to crash the party? Because now
0: she wants to go there because Derek's going to be there. She knows he's genuinely interested in her.
1: Yes. And so we then get to see Madison all dolled up and she looks real bad, which is interesting because she's such a pretty woman. I think she's very pretty.
0: She reminds me of a sort of a cross between she has this sort of like Amanda Bynes meets Miley Cyrus kind of look to her. They have this whole like mean girls thing going on with this with this clique of of women and like, oh, she's the most beautiful girl in the school. And it's like, yeah, and our main characters were probably, I would say, prettier, like it's think, a little unbelievable that everyone's like, oh, my God, Madison.
1: I think Madison's very pretty.
0: She's but anyway. okay. Yes, she is very pretty. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think that she's like some sort of goddess. Like, I think Lily is prettier than Madison. <sighs> I think Skye is prettier than Madison.
1: So there's a lot of things going on here. So we see that Madison's getting ready. We see that all the people are there at the party on the sign. She's redone the sign. So now it says, like, Madison's roller dome or something like that. Yeah. It's got a picture of her. We get to see... Derek getting ready in his room, and it made Chris happy that he had an MF Doom poster he on his did. wall. He
0: did. He just read it, randomly an MF Doom poster on his wall.
1: Yes. It was around here that I started to notice, like, the cuts. Like, ooh, commercial break. Oh, ooh, yeah. Uh-huh. Commercial break.
0: Uh-huh. Produced for television.
1: Yes. Derek and Skye pull up to the party, and he tells her you don't have to go in there. But they decide to, and they go in the back. She, like, sees her dad, but I guess she just figures it must have been a hallucination. It's kind of like a montage. A lot of things are happening. Oh, okay. It's going from scene to scene to scene to scene. And she, at one point, sees him, yeah, like, in the parking lot, but then he, like, disappears.
0: It's probably just like, this is just the bad memories being dredged up. Yeah.
1: Yes. And then we get to the part where Madison is about to make her big entrance into the party, and as she's backstage, the party planner has the balls to hit on her.
0: Yeah. Which and he's is just drunk.
1: Completely absurd. Yeah. Because it's just like absurd. her parents are so rich, they could probably have you murdered. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm a kid. I'm 16. And she's like, and then eventually he's like, so? And she's just like, dude, you're like 30. And it's so good. And then he's he's drunk. And when she goes out, he's like, 35. <laughs> And that's it's kind of funny, even though it's also disgusting. Yeah. But they set that up so that we are happy that he's going to die. This movie wants us to like that people are killed until it gets to Lily.
0: Yes. That's the problem, is that it really gets it wrong with Lily. That Lily is really, really likable, and she's the standout victim in this movie as the one you don't want to die.
1: I mean, I wouldn't say she's, like, an awesome
0: No, she's character. not an awesome person, but you like her character. Right. You don't want her to die. There are movies where people you like die, absolutely. But this is a movie that's trying to get you to, like enjoy root the for deaths. the murders? Yes. Yeah, and then and then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh no, this feels bad." This yeah. is not a movie where you're supposed to feel bad. And, and yet you, in her death it d- really does.
1: And if you guys don't know what we mean about liking the deaths, then you don't like slashers. Yeah,
0: that's fine. It's just not your type of horror movie then.
1: Right, but that's what a slasher is. You Usually, you're not too crazy about the characters. They're usually shitty teenagers. Or you're not invested
0: in them at all. Right. Or, but they give Lily too many moments where you're like, you know what? She may not be a great human being, but I like her.
1: Yes. Agreed. So, Madison comes out, and her big entrance is super boring, by the way. She comes out, she skates down. She just, like, rolls down a
0: ramp a little bit, and, and then, then yay. she goes, who
1: wants to party?
0: Apparently, that line is in all three of these movies. Nice. Which, by the way, a single plot.
1: Well, it happened in every single episode.
0: Every oh yeah,
1: episode the girls would. I mean, I don't know that they would say who wants to party, but
0: but they'd have an entrance. They had and then this they'd big entrance, something. and
1: every time it was awkward as hell. Uh huh. Because it's like, what do we do now? <laughs> we wait for you to walk back down, then we start partying. It's yeah, very uh-huh. awkward. <laughs> who wants to party? Sky and Derek have successfully crashed into the party, and she is going to go and talk to Brig, and Derek says, I'm going to go find any girl that will talk to me. But unfortunately for him, he gets seen by the dickhead friend we met earlier. This is when we see the party planner get axed to death by the Roller King. Yeah. And this, then after that, we see Madison kind of flaunting herself in front of Brig. And there's this moment where Brig is tempted and misses her and remembers how beautiful she is. And this is the moment that I don't like. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. So just because one girl's not in the room, you're just like, oh, I'll go back to my last girl. But it doesn't matter because Sky will distract him. Which is also upsetting because Sky just doesn't notice that he's just staring at Madison, uh-huh.
0: which is unbelievable. But then again, he did break up with her.
1: Yes. And he's just like, wow, I wasn't expecting you to see you here. And just, you look amazing. She sits down and he's like, so what was your plan? And she's just like, oh, I didn't think past this. <laughs> but I think they decide to go skating.
0: Yes. And it's very cute.
1: It's very cute. <laughs> Because also every single person in this high school is apparently a credi- an incredible skater. Yeah. Like, everyone else is an incredible skater except for Brig. And Chris pointed out, and I thought so too, either he really didn't know how to skate, or he did a damn good job of pretending like he didn't. Right,
0: exactly, yeah.
1: I can't skate. I have. I love to skate, but I'm terrible at it. What he did is exactly how I act, so... I was like, that's very believable. <laughs> Meanwhile, Derek has been seen but not grabbed yet. So Derek ends up running into Lily and he asks Lily for her water and he drinks it and he about, he about chokes on it. She's like, it's vodka, you little girl. And she says, why don't you go get that fruit pr- fruit punch and let's have ourselves a drink together. And he's very excited. And that's right when he gets grabbed.
0: By the dickhead football player friend. Yeah.
1: Yes. And they take him into the basement and lock him down there. Because, you know, you need to have a lock on the basement on the outside. He
0: was a serial killer.
1: (laughs) I guess it doesn't make any sense. But it exists. But it's
0: like a latch. I don't think it's even like an actual lock that you have to unlock.
1: Yeah, no, it's just a thing that you put Uh down. Yeah, But like, why?
0: Yeah, unless you're locking something in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And Chris and I were both just like, it's 2009, dude, where's your cell phone?
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> and
1: we will get confirmation later that Sky and Derek have cell phones. Yes. But he doesn't take it out right now. Nope. Okay. So, while Brig and Sky are skating together, and it's very, very cute, Madison says, What the WTF is she doing in my Sweet 16? Which is
0: a great line. It yeah. is a
1: great line. I love Mean Girls because they have, they always get such good lines,
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and she's like, "This is my night," and thankfully her two friends offer up to take care of her because they're the most bungling idiots that they can't do anything. Oh yeah, uh-huh. so they 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 are unable to hurt Sky in any way.
0: So their plan is to wait in the bathroom and then. Hit her with a fire extinguisher. Not, like, the actual physical fire extinguisher, but, like, use the fire extinguisher on her and, you know, humiliate her that way, I guess. And then they need to figure out how to get her in the bathroom, so then they're going to spill something on her to force her to go to the bathroom.
1: Yes. Meanwhile... Derek is screaming at the top of his lungs for help, which apparently somehow Lily
0: hears. Well, she gets tired of waiting for him and goes looking for him.
1: Yeah, I think she does see some... I think she notices the dickhead friend talking about, like, something in the basement or something. Uh But yeah, and so she gets him out, and she's very drunk, because at this point she's drank all the booze that she was planning on drinking with him.
0: And this is kind of the shitty thing... Here, where it's like, she wouldn't make out with him unless she were drunk and impaired, and he knows that, and then he's like, oh, fine, then let's make out. Like,
1: Well, she says to him, this is your only chance, make out with me now. I understand,
0: she says to him, drunk, this is your only chance, do it.
1: All they're doing is kissing, I understand,
0: fine. I understand. That's why I'm not too upset, but it's just like, eh.
1: <laughs> Look, sometimes, kids are kids. Yes. Alright, so we see Brig and Skye having a good time, and Brig gets up to go get them drinks or something and promises he'll be back. When he leaves, Skye looks up, what does she see?
0: And the balcony, she sees her father dressed up as the Lord of the Rink.
1: So, she goes upstairs very slowly, makes her way up, the music is fun, the lighting is fun. I got to say guys, the they did
0: a pretty good job on this.
1: The I guess cinematographer or the scene dresser, set dresser or the lighting or all of it together worked very well. Yeah. I got to say.
0: Here's the thing about this though, immediately before this in the basement, we know that this dickhead found the costume. Yes. So, there's no confusion that this Unless
1: about... the father killed him.
0: Yeah. Already. Uh-huh. Right.
1: But it's not. It's the dickhead.
0: And when she realizes that, she has this, you know, she has a negative reaction where she can't, like...
1: He says, who's your daddy? And then laughs maniacally uh at her.
0: And so she doesn't... Oh, you're gonna cry? She doesn't get back at him. She doesn't hit him. She just kind of stumbles away in shock. Like, she can't really control her reaction. And so while he's laughing at her... And says, what a tease...
1: Like, he actually thought she would be interested Uh in him. Well, he gets killed.
0: Yes. And then the father takes back the mask. Chains him to death. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And this is also when we get a moment with the two mean girls when they're figuring out that plan that they're going to do. Yeah. It's interesting because the girl who ends up spilling the drink on Skye. Really
0: doesn't want to do it? Yeah. She says, haven't we
1: tortured her enough? And she's like, well, do you want to be the reason Madison has a bad birthday? Yeah. She's like, no.
0: And so you're kind of like, oh, this girl doesn't want to do it. Right. She's the Gretchen Wiener of this group. Right. So when it comes time to spill a drink on her, when Skye is just sitting there, guy like, where's Brig? Brig's not back. And I just had this really traumatic experience with one of his friends. Like, what the fuck is going on? She's not feeling great. Along comes, I think her name's Olivia. To spill this drink on her. And she's a little bit believable here. She seems apologetic and...
1: Well, not at first. At first well, she's yeah, just no. like, oh, sorry.
0: Sky gets up Sky and like has her. one of those moments like her father did in the flashback scene.
1: With the cake scene. Yeah, yeah
0: where she's like, gonna do something and then like, lets it Does go. It. Is Olivia's like... Shit, this really does suck what we're doing to you, doesn't it? And she's like, well, I guess you could clean up in the bathroom. The bathroom's over. Yeah, I know where it is. <laughs> Sky responds. But Sky apologizes for treating her, for, like, grabbing her. She and, says, sorry. Yeah. And Olivia's like, no, it's it's okay. You know, like, I don't know. It's interesting. There's this little moment for Olivia that was an interesting thing. So she goes to look for the bathroom.
1: Well, there's other thing, yeah, and then also, guys, Derek runs into Brig, and Derek's just like, I made out with Lily, she touched me! And yeah. Brig goes, I hope she remembers. <laughs> and uh, that's when Brig says, have you seen Sky?" And that's when Derek realizes he's a dick and left his friend alone. Right,
0: because I know this dickhead knows that we're here, mm-hmm. something bad's gonna happen.
1: And Brig says, trust me, it'll be fine, and... Derek says trust me it won't be. Yeah. Like bad things are happening. Also guys, we also see so this the, like the theme of this party is also sushi. And at one <laughs> point at one point we I see I feel like this has
0: been in something else. This didn't come from this movie surely.
1: Well, okay. No. None of I I don't know if these jokes came from this movie in particular, but I've definitely heard these jokes before. Yes. So at one point, we see a man laying there in his underwear uh-huh. with sushi on him, and you might be thinking, that's weird. That's a real thing. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh-huh. That's a
1: real thing. Eating the first sushi time,
0: off of naked bodies. The
1: first time I ever saw it was in Sex and the City.
0: Oh when What's her face tries to be all sexy and then he doesn't come home for a long time. No, so but it there's all, like, an actual apart. there's an
1: actual party that they go to. Yeah. Yes, she uh-huh. does do that in the movie too, you're right. But in in the show there's an episode where they do that. But I'm pretty sure I haven't looked it up, guys, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure there's an episode of My Sweet Sixteen that had a man. That had sushi on him.
0: Interesting, yeah. And
1: that the parents were very. uncomfortable I wonder how with him. much stuff
0: they took from the show and just recreated here. I'm sure because I'm did sure that's what they it. thought their move, their audience wanted, right? If
1: I'm not yeah. mistaken, I'm fairly certain there's an episode with a roller rink, but I'm I could be wrong. Like I could be developing these memories because of the film. Yeah, uh-huh. but yeah, but there are some other sushi jokes.
0: This, so this joke is the one I'm thinking of. At
1: one point, they bring out a cake. And it's a cake and shaped
0: like a piece of sushi. His dad's like, it's the sushi cake you asked for. And she's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what I wanted was a bunch of sushi shaped like a cake. Yes. Not a cake shaped like a giant sushi. <laughs> I've
1: most certainly seen and heard this joke <laughs> yes, before, but uh-huh. I do not remember where.
0: So he tells his assistant or whatever, where's the party planner? Go out and find someone that can deliver sushi.
1: Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, at some point, Madison will run into Brig in this weird, like, maze.
0: Yeah, it's like this backstage sort of, um, it's like on the way to the bathroom. <laughs> it's like this lounge for the girls, but it's also her pr- own private, like, ready space. I Where guess. there's a bunch of, like, lace curtains everywhere and a couch. And yes, she grabs Brig and takes him back there and is like, starts to like force herself on him and they did this wrong because they needed this kiss to be long enough for sky to walk in and misinterpret what's going on
1: yes and this is why she doesn't ever end up making it to the
0: bathroom yes exactly but in order to make it long enough for her to walk in see it misinterpret and walk away before he pushes her away they needed. to a part of this kiss where he's totally into it and kissing her back, and it's like, well, that's really shitty. Yeah, that's really fucking shitty. Agreed. The the one part where it's like, no, this isn't this isn't Brig. Like nothing Brig up to this point would make you think he would react this way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and then of course, as soon as she's gone, he pushes, then he her, pushes off. her
0: off. No, we can't do this. I told you, I'm not into this. Well, why did you just kiss her back for several seconds?
1: Yes, agreed. He says, we broke up. And she's just like, what? You actually like that loser? And he's like, when are you going to realize I don't want you? And she's like, but you do. And she's just, and he's like, not anymore. Happy birthday.
0: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but yes, she never makes it into the bathroom. What happens in the bathroom instead, Kelsey?
1: Well, instead her dad shows up and murders the girl with the... Uh,
0: Fire extinguisher. Fire extinguisher. I what I loved about her, and it's something that you don't see kind of anywhere else in this party, is she went full like 70s, 80s retro roller rink style. Yes. Where she's wearing these really, you know, like Daisy Duke shorts and she's crimped her hair. Yes. And like she's the only one who did this and it got no attention. And I, I loved fucking it. loved it. <laughs> but yes, she dies.
1: So because she doesn't end up going to the bathroom. Sky uh, ends up running into a very drunk Lily. And Lily tells her, Hey, just so you know, Madison knows you're here. And Sky is at the point where she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, she doesn't care. So Lily says, Well, I have an idea. The big gift at the end of the night is going to be her car,
0: a BMW with a big bow on it outside in the parking lot.
1: Why don't we go and make over her car? And that's when Sky is just like, no, I'm done with all of this. All of you guys suck. Yeah. And yes, this is supposed to be the moment where we're like, yeah, Lily does kind of suck. But it's like we hate Madison so much at this uh-huh. point that we don't care that she's going to fuck with her car. Right. And who gives a shit she can buy another one?
0: Exactly. Or Just really all that happens is eventually, is that she keys the hood. You just need a new paint job on the hood. (laughs) Like, it's not that expensive, relatively speaking.
1: So this is when Sky will break out her cell phone and call up Derek. Which
0: apparently he has a cell phone. Yes,
1: and she's trying to tell him, I just want to leave, but he's too excited about what happened with Lily. And the call fails, and so she ends up throwing and smashing her phone.
0: And then she realizes right away, fuck.
1: Yes, Meanwhile, Lily is outside, and she's like, that is one killer automobile, but it just feels like something is missing. And she's keying it, and she writes, happy 16th, or whatever. Happy, happy sweet, sweet 16th. Happy sweet yeah. And it ends up being that the dad is inside the car already.
0: Uh-huh. And so there's this very Christine moment where he antagonizes her with the car, uh, and he- smashes her into a wall and then she's fine She's totally fine after that like it's it's very bizarre she's running away he's chasing after her with the car she realizes there's a locked gate so she heads up some stairs he gets out of the car chases her up the stairs she's trying to get across this gate which if you know in plenty of major cities you know there are these like gates that Try to prevent you from climbing around them. This is a very poorly designed one. You could easily climb around this one. (laughs) But she can't. He pulls her down. He drags her down this metal staircase. And then he slices her throat. Like, none of that felt good. This is not a movie where you're supposed to actually be scared of the kills. Except this is one where you're like, oh, that felt awful. Yeah. It's a real bummer. Like, you're actually scared for Lily when she's scared. None of the other victims are. You do you feel sorry for in any way, shape, or form. Right. So why this one? It's a bummer. Yeah. But no one's outside, so no one sees any of this. So out in the open.
1: <laughs> so back at the party, Sky runs into Brig, and she confronts him about it. She's like, I totally saw you kissing her. And he's like, that's not what it looked like. And she goes, you know what? I don't even care. This whole, all of you people are a freak show and you're part of it. And I'm not okay with that. Yeah. You know, I was fine being the outcast. And then you show up. And I think, maybe, just maybe, I can be normal. But you know what I realized
0: tonight? This isn't normal. This is the freak show. And you're part of it. Sky, I Scott, Sky, don't.
1: The next scene is so good.
0: <laughs> so is this one... Olivia finds her friend in the bathroom. Yes. 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 Okay. So she's like, why hasn't any of this happened? Their sky is out here. What's going on? Is my friend just sitting there on the toilet holding a fire extinguisher? What's (laughs) happening? Goes in, finds the completely mangled body of her friend. Well,
1: first, how does she find the body? Do you remember?
0: The blood is on the floor, right?
1: Yeah. Girl sits down on a toilet without doing anything. Girl doesn't put down toilet paper. Girl doesn't put down a seat cover. Doesn't squat. She just sits on the toilet. Who does that,
0: girls? I, I, oh, this is might be too much information. I wipe down toilet seats with toilet paper. I don't leave paper on the toilet seat because, like, if there's splatter or something on there, now you just have wet paper that you're sticking your ass in. It does <laughs> not help whatsoever. <laughs> And, interestingly, toilet seats are not the dirtiest fucking thing in the bathroom. (laughs) So, like, why we obsess about them, because it just feels weird. No, I just take some toilet paper, I wipe it down. Public bathrooms are gross, and I hate them.
1: But so, yeah, she sees the blood, and at first she's like, ew. (laughs) Girls,
0: Yeah, oh, girls. <laughs> what,
1: what we would imagine it was. Yeah, exactly. But she then ends, there's too
0: much blood. Exactly.
1: She realizes it's too much, and so she investigates and finds her friend, and this scene is so good. It is <laughs> It is very Carrie.
0: This is exactly when they're doing the cake reveal outside of the sushi cake.
1: Well, no, now they have the actual yeah, sushi yeah, cake yeah, yeah, that yeah. she wanted.
0: That, that she ordered. It's the, it's the sushi tower shaped like a tiered cake. And... Olivia, I, which again I'm not sure that that's that she's Olivia, but I'm just calling her Olivia, comes running out of this bathroom, freaked out that her friend has been murdered, and, and this is
1: all in slow mo. Yes,
0: as she's running, Sky notices that she's running. As everyone, everyone's looking at this cake and everyone's cheering the cake on. On the other side of the cake from Sky is this girl. Like, why is she running? What's going on? She looks terrified, and then all of a sudden, her head gets chopped off.
1: So, okay, but you're not... Okay, so in Carrie, the scene where Sue Snell figures out...
0: What's going on where she's looking at the rope, then sees the bucket while everyone's cheering. It's very much that moment. It is.
1: Yes, yes, it's very... And it's, it's well done. And then, yes, then her head gets cut off... And so it's no longer about the question is no longer what is she going to say?
0: Uh-huh. Now the
1: question is what's going to happen because this body that's on roller skates
0: <laughs> and is, is headless now is just And just good. crashes into the sushi cake. Yes. And then everyone screams because there's a dead body, but Madison is like, my cake! <laughs> it's so
1: funny. It's it's very well done. And yes, it's stolen from Carrie, it's but made. it's very good. cliche,
0: but it's so good.
1: So everybody is running out, but for whatever reason, Sky and Madison are the last two left. I mean, it makes sense for Madison; she's just having a panic attack, just like my party. But why, Sky? I guess because she knows it's her no, dad. It's, it's,
0: it's Sky. It's Madison. It's Brig, and it's Derek.
1: But Sky says to Madison, it's my father, we've got to get out of here. And as they're running away, they they encounter a body that's been disemboweled. They still somehow get out. There's a great shot of them hiding behind a table, and they're freaking out, and Sky puts her hand over Madison's mouth.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. It's, it's a, a really pretty good, good shot, shot, actually, yeah. Very well framed.
1: But Brig comes back, so... Madison is like, oh, thank God you came back, blah, 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 I knew we were in love forever, but he's just looking at Skye, yeah. just like, are you okay?
0: Yeah, when she hugs him, he's looking at Sky and asking if she's okay.
1: Yes. They end up getting chased after by the father. Brig winds up up on the balcony with the father, and the father throws Brig over the balcony.
0: Presumed dead. And this yeah. is when Kelsey was like, oh, No.
1: It's Tommy Brig, Ross, all if, over yes, again. If
0: Brig dies, I will be so mad.
1: It's Tommy Ross, all over again.
0: The perfect prom date. Yes. Is going to be killed. I'm going to be so mad.
1: Yes. That's
0: Don't not- worry, guys. He's fine. He's just knocked out of commission for the rest of the movie. Yes. So now we just have Madison Sky and. Derek.
1: And he goes after Derek because, of course, Derek is the next big threat. He's a male. Yes. But
0: Sky says, Stop. He's my friend. Yes. And so the dad actually stops, opens the door, throws him out, and closes the door again. <laughs> like, fine, but he needs to be out of here.
1: Yes. He can't stop me from what I need to do. Yeah. Now, the next shot is not, it's not clear how they get there or anything. But the next shot, all of a sudden, both Madison and Sky have been tied to a table, and the father is standing in the background. Yeah. And Skye tells her, I'm sorry, but my father thinks that you deserve to die. And she says, well, tell him it's, that's not true. And she goes, well, but you're not a good person. So really, honestly, you are a monster, Madison, and maybe you do deserve to die. You know, you tortured me for liking a boy that you like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I tried to tell him, Madison. I tried to tell him you're a good person. I just got you all wrong. It's true. I, I am a good person. But you're not. You're a monster. I'm a monster. No, oh, you're crazy-ass mask-wearing dad. He killed my friends he killed the boy you like
0: the boy you tortured me for liking
1: that was a joke you're a bully madison and that's when madison says so i'm a bully i'm a huge bitch i don't deserve to die for that that's a hard question because of i mean Obviously, it's a movie. Right.
0: And it, it, the movie is very silly in such a way where, like, the deaths are inconsequential for the most part. So you're like, yeah, whatever. I want her to die. Just like, you know, I want this this girl to get her head chopped off. And I want, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, It's it's all inconsequential, except for the one death scene that they totally fucked up and made it serious. <laughs> but in reality, no, of course not absolutely not. You don't want her to die because she's a bitch. You want her to learn her lesson.
1: But she doesn't learn her lesson.
0: Ex- well, that's where we're going to get there. So, the dad comes by with a knife and then unties Sky and then slams the knife on the table and asks Sky to kill Madison. And so Sky is standing there with the knife and Madison is freaking out, apologizing, like all the stuff that you want. You want her to feel small. You want her to be scared. You want her to apologize and change her ways. And Sky does the very predictable thing. And instead of killing Madison, stabs her father. Instead, and he falls down to the floor. And so as soon as Madison realizes this guy wasn't going to kill her and is now trying to save her, goes right back into bitch mode about like, untie me. You're not untying me fast enough. It's your fault. I'm here. You know, all this stuff. And so. When Sky gets Madison untied and they're about to get out, it's been so long that the father's crawling for them, grabs Madison, and Madison's like, Help me, you bitch, or whatever. Sky's just like, You know what? Fuck you. And just closes that and locks it. Gate, gate and locks it and leaves her in there with her father.
1: And that's when she turns to her and she says, Have a super birthday, Madison. To which Madison again goes back to, You're nothing, you're nobody.
0: Yeah. And Again. allows Sky to feel good about leaving her down there.
1: Yes, that is when we find out that he's okay. Briggs Brig fine. Brig is fine. Madison's parents are still alive, by the way, and fucking
0: Sky just takes the car just because it steals the, the car. It sounded it felt good to the writer on paper, but yeah, logistically it doesn't make any fucking sense.
1: Well, the very end just makes zero sense. So, we see Brig. He wakes up. Um, they tell him, you know, you've been out for days. The nurse leaves. In walks Skye. He goes, oh, thank God, Sky! is it over? And she goes, I don't know. Is it? And Skye ends up stabbing him. He wakes up to tell us that this is a dream, uh-huh. and you're thinking, "Oh my god, fucking really, movie? Right? You you really wanted to have that last scare so bad that you put in a like a dream scare?
0: Well, I I do got to say that I mean there was kind of a dream scare at the end of Carrie too, one of the most famous Carrie scares, by the way.
1: Different because of what about what happens next? Yes. Also, Carrie was dead.
0: Yes, but. The movie was leading up to, and I mentioned this while we were watching it, this movie was leading up to one of two things and they, it felt like they couldn't both be true. One was the father is still alive and he's come back and there's going to be more murders at this party. The other was sky is boiling over and boiling over until finally she snaps, not to mix metaphors, and kills everyone and the father doesn't have anything to do with it. Those are the two storylines that were possible at this point, and they were actively building up to both of them. And I was like, well, it's got to be one or the other, and I really hope it's not this Sky snapping one. And then at the end, they try to kind of have their cake and eat it, too. Exactly. Where it's the father, but, oh, but Sky really did snap, and now she's a killer. You know, she wasn't the killer of this movie, but now she is a killer.
1: Exactly. Yeah, uh uh-huh. And the reason we're left thinking that is because when Brig actually wakes up, the nurse says, oh, don't worry about her. We haven't seen her for days. As if she's, like, a suspect or something?
0: Yes, uh uh-huh.
1: Which, again, like, okay. No
0: explanation there.
1: Well, my thought is perhaps when the cops got down there, they saw that it was locked. They knew that she had left. They figured out probably pretty fucking quickly that she stole the car. So maybe they think she had something to do with it. Yeah, But they don't explain that at all And instead Brig finds a picture We haven't mentioned that she's an artist Because of course she is and he finds a picture that she has left for him That he knows is from her somehow Because, again, they didn't exactly have a relationship To the point where he would know that she was an artist But sure And he gets that picture And he's like, yay, I'm happy she's alive But it's like, wait, isn't the implication that she's evil? What are you trying to tell me At the end of your movie? And why did you do this? Because I really liked this movie Do you want to know? Yes
0: Sky is the protagonist of the All three movies. So. What she does when she leaves there in the car is apparently she leaves town. She's like, fuck all of this. And she just leaves town and she ends up finding her mom. That's kind of what the second one is about. She finds her mom and then the dad comes back somehow.
1: Okay, stop. Hold
0: on. This is just the general plot. We're going to watch the series. I understand. (laughs) this This is just the premise. Okay. But. Derek's back, Briggs' back, Madison's back. I don't know in what context they are just on the cast list. So it might just be flashbacks, but they're in the movie enough to be credited.
1: I'm excited.
0: And then there's part three with a sister. (laughs) Like, there needs to be another Sweet 16. So apparently, she has a long lost sister. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Madhouse. Uh
0: huh. So it's like Sky versus her secret long lost sister, who's apparently a, a killer as well. Yep. And it's just Sky in this one. Derek's gone, Briggs' gone, no Madison. So it might just be that in the second one, they're just there in flashbacks, but they're absolutely not in the third one. It's just Sky through the whole franchise. But we will continue to watch this. This was good enough that. I, I was not bored by it. <laughs> no. And I'm curious what they do with the second movie. And I have no delusions that it's some great franchise or a great film, because it's not. But I had fun. And it's well made. For an MTV made-for-TV movie. Yeah. It was surprising I was expecting it to be a lot worse. Yes, absolutely. And maybe that's it. Maybe it's it's faint praise that it's, oh, it's good because our expectations were low.
1: I don't think so. Like genuinely that scene is well made. Again, I know that they're kind of copying Carrie.
0: It's but it's like an homage. But we've seen
1: <laughs> we've seen really bad homages. We've seen where it's just like no you just ripped that off. You know? Yeah. I don't know.
0: There were things I liked about it. There were a lot of things I liked about it. It was a little prom nighty.
1: I don't mind that yeah. at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> I enjoy slashers, what can I say? <laughs>
0: Do you have anything else to say about My Super Psycho Sweet 16, Kelsey?
1: No, that's enough.
0: Keeping in mind that there are no professional reviews about this movie on Rotten Tomatoes, there are 415 audience reviews, though. What is the average score on Rotten Tomatoes?
1: Well, I'm going to guess it's the audience that wanted to see it, so let's go with...
0: Now, you can't always say that with Rotten Tomatoes. Just like us, a lot of horror fans watch anything if it's horror, and they might not like it. You don't know.
1: 68.
0: 58, actually. Do you think that's overrated or underrated? Underrated. What would you give it?
1: I'm going to give it a 70.
0: I was right up there. I really liked it. I don't know if I can go over into the 70.
1: I really liked it.
0: I'm going to give it a 68. It was okay. Okay. And high okay. I enjoyed it. I would watch the sequel. I think that's a high enough rating to watch the sequel.
1: Good, because we're definitely going to watch
0: the sequel. <laughs> Next year on our birthday. <laughs> we will watch the sequel, I'm sure. Oh, well, it's a
1: very silly, yeah. simple movie. But, you know, I love... I love these movies. I love slashers. And like I said... This not one, everything
0: needs to be serious or artsy. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And some of the scenes in this film are genuinely very well shot and uh-huh. very well put together. And some of the lines made me laugh out loud. Yep. Which doesn't happen all that often. Unless, you know, it's like... I And again, like, this could have been a piece of shit. Yeah,
0: Let's they could not. have really phoned this one in.
1: And... I love that MTV was not afraid to make fun of its own franchise. Yeah. I love that. Because if there's one thing about MTV, it it knows it's it's very self-aware.
0: Would you would you be interested in this as a genre? Sort of like reality show lampooned by the production company that makes the reality show. Like if there was a Married at First Sight And it turns out you married a serial killer, and it was made by, what is it, Lifetime, (laughs) that makes that. And they made a horror movie where somebody is on a reality show, or they're, yeah, they're on a reality show, they're getting married at first sight, and the secret that they find out is that the person's actually a killer. But there's some reason why they can't just tell anybody. Like, would that be interesting to you? Sure. Or some other sort of reality show. I mean, you know. The Circle, but one of them is a serial killer.
1: I mean, yes. <laughs> I can hardly wait to stop recording just to put on the French episode of The Circle.
0: <laughs> we're, we're, we're hungry so much for The Circle. That we're watching the the French show. That show
1: was so much better than I ever thought it would be. Good. I thought it was going to be garbage, and it was so addicting.
0: But yeah, I mean, maybe that's an interesting sort of sub genre of horror where I love it's garbage reality TV. You take a reality TV show premise and sort of lampoon the actual people and the actual premise that you created because it's your show remember,
1: and turn it into a horror movie. But remember, you're ignoring the fact that movies like that do kind of exist already. Series 7. I know it's not exactly that, but it's a it's a reality show where people kill each other.
0: Right, but it's it's not made by CBS who made Survivor, you know what I mean?
1: Right, but it is supposed to be on public television, like it's a national television show.
0: Yeah, but so is Battle Royale, and I wouldn't call that, like, that's more of like lampooning society, you know? it's, It's a commentary on society, whereas I'm just talking about the specific narrow focus of the original TV show is then turned into a horror movie. Brats on their super sweet 16, what if they got killed? Same thing...
1: Oh, I have no doubt in my mind that it was an MTV exec who hated that show.
0: Oh, who was probably like, I want to kill every single last one of these brats. I hope it's somebody who had to work with them. And somebody was like, interesting.
1: (laughs) That's a good idea. (laughs) I hope it's somebody that had to deal with the girls and was just like, can we just murder them?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a bummer that their parents didn't die, though. Because when you think about these brats, you're also like, man, their parents probably suck, too. Their parents raised this woman to, this young woman to be this entitled. But they didn't get their comeuppance in this movie.
1: They're barely in it.
0: Probably because you need parents to sign off on these sorts of things. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and if they insult the parents, then the parents would never sign off on it.
1: I don't care if you kill my kid.
0: (laughs) But you do not kill me. Anyway, that's the end of this birthday week with 1972's Frogs and 2009's My Super Psycho Sweet 16. Happy birthday, Kelsey.
1: Thanks, babe.
0: What are we watching next week?
1: Next week, we are going to continue with our sequels, because we still have so many sequels.
0: So many. We've started so many franchises. We've started way too many franchises. And if we're going to get through this one by the time the new one comes out, we got to start watching them now. And
1: that is my plan.
0: I want to I see the whole series before the new one comes out. So what are we watching?
1: We're going to watch Candyman 2, Farewell to the Flesh.
0: Which is a fantastic title and I'm really really curious about this one
1: and then we're gonna start a new series
0: are we? what is it Kelsey? Hatchet Hatchet?
1: Hatchet, I have heard about Hatchet from so many horror reviewers and they all love it so I'm okay it.
0: general, like what, what should I know about it it's now?
1: another, I think it's another urban legend about okay. a, a person who kills people in the backwoods with a hatchet got it, and that's, I think that's what happens okay um, and it's a series, like I said, and from what I've heard, it's really good.
0: Cool. I'm interested in that. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see if it's any actually good. Yeah. Until then, you can always reach us at our website, PodCemetery.com. Follow us on Twitter, at PodCemetery, and subscribe to us in your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget to rate and review Five-star reviews are fantastic, but five-star written reviews are the biggest help there. Like, if if, you, if you're thinking about rating us five stars, we love you. Thank you very, very much. But if you could write something as well, that would be a bigger help. Uh, even bigger than that is sharing us with your friends. And you know what? The absolute best thing you do every week is listen to us in the GD first place. Thank you all very much. We love each and every one of you. Until next week, I've been Chris.
1: I've been Kelsey.
0: And this has been Pod Cemetery. But before we go, Kelsey, any last words?
1: Screw you, and I'll see you at practice. I don't want to be buried in a cemetery.
0: The problem is I bit my tongue. So my S's are giving me a little bit of a sibilant slur and my super psycho sweet 16. It's like, ugh,
1: it's vodka. You little girl. <laughs> What the WTF is she doing here? We see a man. Madison is explaining that ever since her parents- Want to
0: try that again?
1: Believe it or not, I'm walking on (laughs) air. Never thought I could feel so free.